Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Imagine a year where a movie titled The Curse of the Cat People, a sequel to a movie about cat people, has literally nothing to do with cats. Why, what year is that, Zachary? <laughs> no, I'm not. The year is 1944. <laughs> Welcome mm, to Oldie but a Goodie. Um, oh, I'm here at a lovely cafe. Yes, it's 1944. I'm going to talk about Curse of the Cat People with Zach, but I'm just stopping for a bit of a, a bit of a sandwich. I'm at a cafe, a lovely cafe. The orphans over there running around. Hey, orphan, what do you think we're going to get up to today? It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Mmm, very smart orphan. Let me have some more of my sandwich. Oh, oh excuse me. Is the seat taken? Mmm, no, lovely old man. It's not taken. Take the seat, take the seat. Well, I'm a lady, so I'm a little offended. But... Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. That was very... Uh, I didn't mean to assume your oldness. Yes, quite. Uh, I'll sit here. As this cafe, you can hear it's quite busy right now. You can hear it very, very oh, busy someone right dropped now. a plate. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. That's no good. Um, nom, 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 I have nom. to sit here. Oh, I will drink my coffee at this lovely coffee shop that we're sitting at. Mm. I've got I've got a sandwich. You've got a coffee. What's your name, madam? You might have heard of me. I'm Julia Dean. You see, I'm a bit of an actress. I starred in a bit of uh, films that have coming out. Mostly, uh you know, silent films, but I've recently fortayed into uh, live-action films. Oh, well, some would say that silent films and live-action films were the... Well, sorry, sorry, sound films. Films with sound in them, a bit of a novelty. Wait, hang on a second. Yes? You look very familiar. Yes, yeah, well, I I did say you might recognise me. (laughs) Wait, were you in the movie we're reviewing this week? You're, you're reviewing movies? Oh, mm. are you a bit of a, a movie a buff yourself? Mm, do indeed movies. I love a good some, movie. Some sort of uh, film bro of oh, sorts. Oh, no, I'm a movie bro, madam. I'm oh, a movie sorry. bro. Oh, a, 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 a cinema connoisseur, as mm. it were. Oh, it's lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you. Oh, you must have seen my new film then. Yes, The Curse of the Cat People. You're in that one, right? Yes, yes, I am in that one. Oh, delightful. I played uh, the mysterious old lady in the house. Oh, no spoilers, madam. We're, we're oh, doing non-spoilers. Oh, oh, it's the non-spoiler section. Well, I better not spoil anything. Better not spoil anything. Madam, madam, oh. I do have to ask you, um, why why did they make that movie? Uh, money, I think, mostly. <laughs> Look, 
Sometimes you gotta pad your bottom line, and if something's popular, you just shill out some fucking swill that has nothing to do with the first fucking movie. Oh my god, calm down, calm down, madam. The people are looking, and there's paparazzi on the street on the prowl. Ah, fuck em. I'm old. I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right. I've finished my sandwich. Off you pop. Off <laughs> your pop. Unless you're going to turn into my podcast co-host, off your pop. Well, that's a bit rude, bit sudden. You said I could sit here. Well, How dare you? Don't you know who I am? I'm Julia. <laughs> oh, hey, Sarjo. Oh. Zach, you're in the body of an old lady. Ah, yeah. That's new. That's why I feel so um old. No, that's just because you had work yesterday. Or do I feel young? Because I uh, teleported back in time, you know? So technically I'm like in the negatives. What? Or is it like a negative integer where I've, you know, aged so far I've come back? You know, I don't know. What? You know, it's timey-wimey. Okay. Anyway. Well. How are you doing? Uh, I just ate, I just ate a sandwich. The intro to this episode was quite chill. Uh, nothing really happened. Much like the movie we're reviewing today. <laughs> nothing really happened. I just kind of ate a sandwich and talked to an old lady. Uh, you know what? That sounds more interesting than this stupid fucking movie. I liked no, it. No. I thought it was okay. It was... <laughs> It was perfectly fine. I'm just mad. I'm furious. I'm fuming. Well, let's get into it. Uh, We're reviewing The Curse of the Cat People, which is a sequel to a movie called Cat People. Go back and listen to that episode um, if you want. Uh, It's a a fun episode about a lady who turns into a cat and kills someone. Um, Spoilers, I guess. Yeah. Uh, spoilers for this movie that no one should go and see. I, it was, I liked it, it's fine. Yeah, but, like, why would anybody go watch the, uh, I mean, they could do exactly what we do, is go see the first one and then want to see the sequel. If you're interested in seeing the first one, which was at least interesting, go watch that one. Yeah, And then you can watch this one. Just warning, this movie could have quite easily been made without the first movie. I think this movie quite easily could have been not made as well. Correct. I don't think this adds anything to society, but I enjoyed it, I guess. It does not really add anything, and, um, spoiler, it does not have anything to do with cat people. I mean, it's got stuff to do with the characters of cat people, but that's it. But yeah, that's my my spoilery non-spoiler there. But yes, if you're interested in that whole, like, ha-ha-ha, cat people stuff, this movie will not... No. This movie does not do that. Just do what we should do and watch the one from the 80s. Mm. We should do that. Will we? Probably not for another year. Yeah, yeah, but it'll be on a dumb Patreon episode where I'm going to eat a sandwich in the intro because you (laughs) did it in this one. And um, it'll be a good time. Yeah, it will be a good time. Ah, look, this movie, though... All things aside, and by things I mean the fact that it's got nothing to do with the first film. Yeah. It wasn't as interesting as the first film, as you said, because the first film had fun lore and some weird fucking writing decisions, and it was very odd. In this movie, um, and you know, we are doing non-spoilers, but um, I'm just going to put this out there. The majority of this movie is a kid talking to people, Mm. whether they be imaginary or not. Yeah, well, the main character is the child, right? Yeah, and I thought that she was great in the movie. Yeah, yeah, she's good. But I also thought that the movie was boring. Kinda. But Mm. also not boring? I don't know. Well, I I think it's boring because it follows a lot of tropes that we're used to now as, like, tropey things. 
Whereas back then, it wouldn't have been a trope. So this would have actually probably been an even better film. Yes. Um, because it has like a... It, it, it's a it's even like got Christmas movie tropes. It's it feels like a lot like a Christmas movie because it features Christmas and stuff. You know, yeah. Like it's just a lighthearted sort of kids film sort of thing. And yeah, I will say it's not bad. In fact, I enjoyed it more than quite a few movies uh, we have done over the years. I mean, I definitely enjoyed this more than Lassie. Oh. I don't. I think I preferred the original Cat People over this wow maybe i enjoyed La- lassie way more than this movie okay i thought this was um not more interesting than lassie but more like i was more i don't know i was watching it more i was paying more attention with lassie i was like ah, uh, blah. i i definitely 100 percent disagree i was like what this i was yeah I, I might have been intent at this movie, but I was intently waiting for it to, you know, pick <laughs> up and talk about fucking cats. I am Yo. furious with this fucking movie, and I'm trying to be calm. I'm nice. It's a great little movie about a little girl and, like, you know, her struggles and all that. But fuck this movie and its missed opportunity. This is, like, the biggest missed opportunity movie we have done in a while and I hate missed opportunities. That's one of my, like, number one gripes with movies is when they miss opportunities. And it, it really hurts me because then, like, you can see people and they talk about the things they could have done that would have been so much better. And you go, God damn it, yep. that would have been so much better. Yep. And it makes me mad and it makes me hate the original. And I hate the stupid movie because it doesn't talk about cat people. All right. It doesn't. It's called Curse of the Cat People, but one, no one's cursed, and two... No one's cursed. Two, there's no cat... Well, I mean, there is a cat person, uh, but we'll get to that in spoilers, because that's more of a spoiler thing. Yeah. One of the actors was was a cat person in the first movie. I don't know. It's uh, cat people, they're not a a point. Because, like, at the start of the movie, there's a cat, and kids are like, look at the cat! And then they go rat tat at the cat. Yep. And then the cat runs off. That's a spoiler, Sandro. That's not a spoiler. It's in the first minute of the movie. Um, <laughs> and then that's the only cat in the whole film. Yeah. We don't see any more cats, aside from, like, one taxidermy cat, and that's not... <laughs> Infuriating. Infuriating. I have nothing more to say in the non-spoiler section other than I hate this movie mm-hmm. <laughs> for its missed opportunities and the fact that I was just like... Uh, just get wacky with it. What are you doing? Yeah, they could have done more. It doesn't even... It, it, it It's only an hour long. Yeah. So it doesn't wear out its welcome. No. It has a nice, cute story, and it goes through it. And if it was by itself, if this was a standalone movie, mm-hmm. it would have been fun. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, oh, this was all right. Mm-hmm. This is all right. Uh, the fact that it's a sequel to this other movie, at least it's not a drama. You know what? At least it's not a drama. I'll say that. I was thinking that while I was, like, watching it. I was like, at least this is not a romantic drama, so Zach's probably going to be fine with it. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I wasn't, like, just like, uh Like, it was fine. It was fine to watch. I was just sitting there waiting for it to, you know, do stuff. Waiting for anything to happen? Yeah. Well, there was, there was some things with it, and we'll get into it. But, like, it had nothing to do with cat people, and that was what made me mad. Because... At least just take the cat people out of the title. I don't know. You're it, It's just 
that was the whole point that we went for the first movie was the cat people thing. And now it, it doesn't even have anything to do with cat people. Well, that that that's that's all part of it. Because uh, this movie was originally called Amy and Her Friend. Mm. But the studio were like, nah, no one gives a fuck about Amy and Her Friend. Call it cat people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... You could feel the, the fucking the studio meddling. Fuck the studio. Fuck them. But I'm also, like, I'm confused as well because I'm like, is this movie even meant to be a sequel originally? Because it was written by the same guy who wrote Cat People. Yeah. But, like, surely this was written to be a different story. Oh, no, 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 no. This was de- this was absolutely meant to be a standalone movie where, like, all the stuff happened and they tweaked it. So they could add the characters from the first movie. Yeah. But, like, I guarantee that they, it was not meant to be a sequel. And then the studio was like, hey, make it a sequel so it gets more people in. And so they tweaked the story. Yep. And the original story had nothing to do with cat people. And it was just a cute movie about this girl with an imaginary friend. And then they changed it so it had to do with cat people. But it didn't really have anything to do with cat people. And it's dumb. And I hate it. Yeah, it's like the movie was written by the guy who wrote the first movie and then had uncredited maybe rewrites by a guy who was a producer Mm. and he added in all this stuff from his childhood like the Sleepy Hollow stuff, uh, the tree stuff, where the film's set. Okay. And it's like, okay, you add stuff from your own childhood in the movie, sure, that was cool. Apparently as well, that scene with the cat at the start of the movie was a reshoot because the studio was like, there's not enough cats in our cat people sequel. <laughs> yeah, no shit. So that was a reshoot that they added in after the film was basically finished. Yeah, no shit. Because they realized if they didn't put a single fucking cat in the movie, everybody would be like, where the fuck was the cats? Oh my God. It, yeah. It, oh, that's so infuriating. I hate fucking studios they're so how come how come i never hear about studios that put out good things like there's some that do good stuff every now and then but like every story that i hear about studio changing things it always makes it worse um when lucasfilm changed rogue one it was for the better originally that was apparently unwatchable oh really they basically forced reshoots and stuff oh yeah that's true i do remember like there was a big uh thing with rogue one how it, it changed massively that's true and i love rogue one i think it's one of the better in fact, it's the best Star Wars movie that we've had for the last four Star Wars movies. Um, so I reckon oh, wait, it's up there. Solo five. Solo. That doesn't even count. That's not a Star Wars movie. No, that, that, that's the thing. <laughs> I forgot it was a Star Wars movie. So, um, yeah, like with studio meddling and stuff. I mean, I guess a lot of the time why we don't hear uh, positive things about it is because uh, when a studio meddles. It's purely for monetary reasons, so it's always bad. Yeah, um, that's true. It's only ever good if they're like, you know, just like the new Spider-Verse, if they're like, oh, you write the movie and then we'll make it, uh, we won't change anything, mm-hmm. and then the movie's really good. So, I don't know, maybe do that. Uh, some more behind-the-scenes stuff as well. This movie was directed by a guy called Gunther Von Fritsch, <laughs> who had only ever done short movies. Okay, yeah. And he was like, I can do a big movie. And then he fell behind schedule, so he was fired, uh, replaced by a guy called Robert Wise, who was going to be the editor, 
um, his first movie, and he went on, Zach, to direct West Side Story and The Sound of Music. <laughs> oh! Well, he had a, he had a bit more um, successful career after this, I think. Well, he had already edited Citizen Kane, so right, he yeah, was already okay. like well respected. But yeah, having his name behind this was pretty good. I mean, he directed the first Star Trek movie as well. So yeah, he went on to have a pretty big career. So yeah, I guess yeah, that's yeah. one good thing about this movie is that uh, it started Robert Wise. I mean, this movie isn't bad. You can tell it has that. I think Sound of Music, I can definitely feel that vibe mm. of sort of the, like, wholesome family magical sort of movie, right? This is a good le- this is a good movie to go with your family to watch, right? Yeah. yeah. You, ta- you take your, your son, you take your daughter, you go watch the cinemas, you have a, you enjoy a movie, you buy some popcorn, and you, you, you have a good family time. And this is a good movie for it. Yeah. Uh, not for us. I wanted to see weird cat things, and I didn't see them, and I'm mad. I mean, I enjoyed this. I think this is a good movie. Uh, is it a good sequel to Cat People? No, but I think I can look past that a little bit more than you. And I don't know why. I think maybe... because you're more of a film bro, I think, and just enjoy... Because I'm more of a movie bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a movie bro. I think about movies intellectually and not in a nerd way. <laughs> I think you're more of a cinema connoisseur, whereas I, I just, I just wanted to know more about the cat people. Mm. Why couldn't they have just made? That? I, okay, I'm gonna get into spoilers if I keep talking. So we need to, we need to get into spoilers. Now. Let's rate it and then get into spoilers. I like this. I'm giving it a goodie. It's on the low end of a goodie, but uh, it's fine. Aldi, I don't care if this movie's actually okay, which it is. I'm giving it an Aldi <laughs> out of pure spite. Oh my I'm goodness! I'm mad. I'm angry, and the more I don't talk about my grievances, the more angry and spiteful I get. Oh. Maybe maybe that's the, the old lady I'm possessing, but I'm getting more grouchy and angry. Maybe I'm turning into a panther. Oh. oh, wait, here's one quick thing that we can mention in non-spoilers. My first note is, oh my god, this movie stars Sir Lancelot. Because, uh, you know, like, old movies, they start with the credits and shit. And it was, like, starring all the actors from the first one, this actor, the kid actor, and Sir Lancelot. And I was like, is that the name of a cat that they're going to use in the movie? No, that was their butler, and he sings, and he was a popular singer. <laughs> oh, nice. There you go. He was really good in this film. I think all the acting's good. I think the kid is probably the best kid actor we've seen so far on the show. Yeah. But now let's tear the movie apart with spoilers. Yeah. American West, a place where our character as a nation took shape, where dreams came true, where ambitions were shattered, and where legends were born. But above all, a place where ordinary people came looking for a new life and ended up doing extraordinary things. No one tells the story of the Old West better than author Rick Steber, and now there's a podcast dedicated to his stories and poems. It's called Writing the West, and in every 15-minute episode, you'll hear the stuff most history books left out, but that we can't afford to forget. If you want to hear the real stories of real people in the Old West brought to life, this is the podcast for you. Check it out on Spotify. That's writing, W-R-I-T-I-N-G, The West. The stories and poetry of Rick Steber. Uh, where 
of the cat people. Well, there is a cat person. Is there? There's a cat person in the movie, Zach. Is there's there? There's a cat person in the movie. Tell me, tell me which character in this movie turns into a panther. Well, that's, that, uh, okay. There are people in this movie who have the, they can turn into cat people, but they don't. Can they? Um, you know, so we've got the old lady. Yes. We've got Julia. Yes. And then she's got dementia. Her daughter, she's like, that's an imposter, right? Her daughter, Barbara. Yep. That daughter is the character in the first movie who says shit to Irina in, like, the honeymoon sequence. Oh! Oh, right! It's the same actor and the same character, so... Interesting. But also, the movie was written as as its own movie, and that wasn't meant to be the case. It's just the same actor, probably. But... In my head canon, that is the same person from the start of the movie who knew that Irina was a cat person. Well, obviously, no, 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 that definitely is the same person now that they've made it a sequel, right? If it's the same actor and this is a sequel, then it is the same character. Unfortunately, they don't change it enough. There is no cat people in this movie, and this is what's infuriating. They don't expand on the cat person story, they don't have a thing... And they quite easily could have. Yep. Here's my grievances. There's a lot of missed opportunity. The old lady, the mysterious old lady, and her daughter that she, like, doesn't acknowledge as her daughter. They quite easily could have been cat people, and they could have talked about cat people and just had that as, like, a background thing that doesn't affect the story at all. Well, they are cat people, though. It's just they don't bring it up. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. We don't... If you just watched this portion of the movie, you wouldn't even know about cat people, though. Y- you could watch this movie as its own movie. It would make a l- like it wouldn't make that much sense as to why it's called Curse of the Cat People. No, like if you watch this on its own, because because it doesn't have anything to do with cat people. Exactly, it doesn't talk about it. It doesn't think, and it doesn't matter for the film because it wasn't meant to be a sequel. No, and like with Irina as well, like she shows up as a ghost. Yes. Is she a ghost? Yes. Is that the kid's imagination? Or one awesome thing that I just thought of when when we started the Uh show uh to make this a cat movie thing is Irina is a ghost to Amy. Like she can see Irina as a person, but everyone else perceives the ghost as a cat. Boom. Just fix the movie. Everyone else is like, oh, look at that black cat that that kid's talking to. You know? That would be so much better. And then everyone's like, she's a witch. Oh, right. Yeah. And then they burn her at the stake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I'm, I'm down. Look, if they had done that, mm. it would have been good. It would have been, been fine. Mm-hmm. I would have been fine with the kid talking to a cat. Oh, that would have been cute as well. You know? Yeah. Kid talks to a cat. Thinks the cat's a lady, and then they're like, oh, silly girl. And then it's like, oh yeah, this cat, her name's Irina. <laughs> and then and then the fucking parents are like, holy oh, shit. Oh no, she tried to murder us at our workplace one time and then got mauled by a panther. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Oh, no. And there's like no reference to that. Also, the cat people are big negatives in the first movie. Yeah. They are evil. Yeah. That is what the like, it is a curse, and they are witches, they are evil. And that's the problem. The whole drama of the first movie is that Irina is possessed by this, like, cat demon. They're like, they, they literally talk about panthers being the, like, devil creatures of pure evil. In this movie, Irina's the good person. She's all good. And the cat people 
uh, the old lady, like, they're good people. Yes. I mean, sure, the, the, the daughter's a little bit evil, like, she goes to murder the kid, but in the end she doesn't. And she has the trouble with her mum. But they're not evil. No one in this film is evil. Yes. But also, like, the first movie also had some nuance there that, yeah. again, was a bit of a wasted potential because it's like you could have gone into how she used the power for good or whatever the fuck. Also, it's weird that, like, Oliver and Alice are not necessarily the good guys here, but they're fine. They're absolutely fine with everything that happened. They're just kind of, they've just kind of blocked it out. Well, I think they they've I think they've moved on. Yeah. is what's happened. I mean, it's been like seven, eight years. Yeah, like they've literally had a child, and the child is growing up. Like I think they've just moved on from this traumatic event, which is fine. I think the parents' whole thing, although when he's like, "Oh yeah, she was a lady we used to know who died after murdering someone," like <laughs> felt the most contrived. Like, oh yeah. We'll reference the other movie, but we won't go into specific because if we talk about cat people, people will wonder, what the fuck? Where's the fucking cat law in this fucking movie? It was so easy. They just go to the weird old people and be like, oh yeah, they're like cat witches things, you know? You could have their whole thing of being like, yeah, we had to like go into hiding because people found out. But we're, you know, we're actually good people. We just have this like cat person curse, you know? I thought, like, I was so excited when the child went into the creepy old house and there's this lady who won't go out in the sunlight, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. She's got some sort of coat. No, she's just, like, old and has dementia and doesn't like the sun. (laughs) Yeah, she's just some old actor lady. She's just some old lady. And it's like, what? You could have made this so much cooler. You could have had this whole thing where she, like... Is almost vampire-like, where she can't go in the sun and prefers, like, the dark and can turn into a panther. And then they teach Irina some, like, evil magic. Well, not evil, but, like, some magic stuff. Well, that's what I was thinking. It would, would, would be, like, her and her daughter are, like, not necessarily, like, she's an original cat person. But she's, like, the cat person. She's the elderly cat person. She's the one yeah. who taught her daughter how to be a cat person. Because in that first movie... The cat person, the daughter, is trying to basically recruit Irina. Like, there's, she's like, you gotta be a cat person too. Let's go fuck shit up. Oh, oh yeah. They, the kids literally call the old lady a witch. Yeah, they do that as well. Like, they set up the fact that she's... Although it's also, like, it's the 40s, so calling an old woman a witch is just, you know, that's just what kids did back then. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Well, know. that's it. That's it. It was just, like, an insult. But, like... And you could have had that moment where they're all in, like, church, right? Yes. And the old lady's there, and the parents are like, oh, she's a nice old lady. She's just, you know, that sort of thing. She's not actually a witch. The kids call her a witch, but she's not actually... We don't believe she's a witch. But then the twist is, oh, she's actually a witch. Well, I think that would be great, but she's, like, a nice witch and that sort of stuff. Yeah, as well, yeah, I think she's obviously a nice witch, and she, you know, that sort of thing. That would have been great, and yep. would have been cool and fantasyful, and then she, the old lady could have explained while arena even in this movie we had the old lady talk about the headless horseman as a story why not just do a legend about the cat people (laughs) i was thinking that instead of some stupid fucking headless horseman bullshit talk about cat people but obviously they filmed a lot of this before the studio was like ha make this a sequel so i mean i think it was written I think the studio were like, yes, we'll let you make this script, but make it a cat people thing. So I think it was probably filmed with the intention of being a cat people movie. 
but all of the shit with the cats was added in in like reshoots and stuff but like yeah uh, it feels like they filmed a lot of this without the studio wanting them to make it a sequel and then they had to make it a sequel i mean it's all the same cast so i don't know i feel like it might have been a little bit more on purpose but also like yeah the sleeping hollow stuff i'm just like why like it's scary and i like the scene where she's telling amy the story it's really well done yeah there's a great scene where she has a nightmare about it as well and like you hear the headless horseman riding towards her as she's like freaking out in bed that was all great but yeah, just have that be a story about cat people and like the king or whatever. Just the story from the first movie. Just put that in there. Yeah, and then you have like the the nightmare, and instead of a horse galloping to her, it's a panther. Yeah, stalking her, and you hear growls. Girl, and like, Rawr! exactly. And then she wakes up like ah. Oh, and have your child possessed by the cats. Have the whole like she's also got this cat curse. Which is why she seems more like Irene than her parents. See, that wouldn't really make sense, though, right? Because she's not, like, her bloodline is not Serbian. Yes, but here's how you explain it, right? Mm. Irene's curse got transferred to them out of her, like, you know, hate, like, anger and love and all that sort of thing. The consequences of them, like, betraying her love. Because remember in the first movie, the dad's kind of a fuckboy. Who, like, marries this chick and is like, actually, you know what? I don't love you. Fuck you. I'm going to marry this other person. Like, he's a bad person in that first movie. Yeah, he is. So I think the the consequences of that is that their child gets hit with this cat curse. And obviously the child's not a bad person. And so the witch witch tries to help the child be like, here, I can help you deal with this cat curse. And it can actually be helpful. You can turn into a panther. You could, it's actually cool. Panthers aren't that bad, you know, like that sort of thing. And then we've got the cat lady from the first movie trying to kill the kid because she's like, there can only be one cat person around here, right? So then, then they've got to fight and the old lady's got to help them. Yeah, because yeah, killing the child is like, I'm going to be the heir to the witch's yeah. like, magics, you know, you can't be here. Yeah, 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 you could have the whole thing and then, yeah. Oh, but whenever the child turns into a panther, it's just a a regular black cat. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a regular black cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been cute. But no, the movie's... And like, I'm not saying that the movie, and I don't think you are either, that like the movie itself is bad. I liked the stuff about how, you know, she's got two quite neglectful parents. So she goes to imaginary friends instead. Or does she? Having to like deal with that was really good. Or does she? That's the that's the whole uh, thing with these movies is they have that like the story and you can look at it in a practical sense that she made this all up sort of thing or you could believe in the magic yes. that she actually did meet Irene this dead lady and stuff you know well I mean I think definitely the original version of this story probably there was like the ghost is not real because at the end of yeah. the film you know we've got. The old lady's daughter tried to kill Amy, which was so funny as well when she was like, I'm going to kill that child. I was like, whoa! (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, But at the end of the movie, she's like, oh my god, this this lady's going to kill me. Help me, my imaginary friend. And then the lady turns into Irene... So she goes and hugs Irene, except it's actually the lady who's trying to kill her, and then the lady who's who's trying to kill her is like, oh, actually, I don't want to kill this six-year-old child. Like, that's an ending that is like, okay, the imaginary friend was all in her head, right? That's what 
I think the at least the original version of the movie would want you to think. I disagree. I think I think the movie is properly vague. Mm. Like it's deliberately vague, so you can interpret it as a literal like imaginary friend, or you can interpret it as like the spirits come to garden because it can just be a ghost, like being like, "I'll I'll protect this child." Right. That's what I'm saying, though. It's like. Without the context of cat people, that would be a plausible explanation for what happened. Yeah, yeah, With yeah. the context of cat people, no, it's Irena's ghost. Like, it's a ghost. There's, yeah, yeah. It's, you can't uh, really yeah, explain yeah. that away. Oh, well, it, it can just be an imaginary friend. You can translate this movie as imaginary friend. Oh, yeah, because she doesn't picture Irena until after she sees the photo as well, right? Yeah, we don't see Irina till after the photo, so yeah. it, it's possible that uh, the child just made this all up in her head. What's some other points that we've got in this movie? We had uh, the children being dicks. Yeah, there's a bunch of kids being really mean towards Amy. Um, I liked when she's chasing a butterfly and the young boy's like, I'll catch the butterfly and he like grabs it, obviously kills it. So she just full on slaps him. That was a good scene. That's funny. I enjoyed that. That that was good. That was good. The one where they like, you said you were going to invite us to your birthday, that sort of thing. They had this whole thing like, oh, we'll have a birthday without the kids. You could have just been like, oh, we'll do it next week. No, for sure. They could have just said, well, because yeah, there's a sequence where it's Amy's birthday and she was in charge of sending out the invitations, so she put it in a tree that her dad said was like a magic postbox tree. Oh, it's a magic postbox tree, and like her imagination is wild, so she's like, "I'm going to put it in the tree." Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is is very silly and kind of the butler's fault to be H, because the butler's like, "Yeah, I'll give the letters to this child to go deliver." Of course. Yeah, the butler can like constantly like. Is like, nah, kid, even though your mum told you to tell me to go with you to that house, just go by yourself. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, butler? Like, Yeah, the, the butler's very irresponsible. He is. Um, and no, no slack on him, because he's a nice person. Oh, he's a great actor. I really enjoyed his performance. Uh, it does feel a bit awkward, though, because uh, this is the 1940s, and he's black, and they're white. Yes, and he's the butler. Yeah, and he's the butler, and it's like, oh... You know. Yes. It's just like, of course they gave the one black actor a servant role. Yep. You know? Yep. But he's a great actor. Yes. And he's he's really good in this. He's really and good. And he he does do a bit of singing as well at one point. And he was pretty good. Yeah, he's he was a known for like his stage performances and stuff as the character of Sir Lancelot. <laughs> um and yeah, like he lived until he was like ninety eight. He died when in like two thousand one. Like this guy Wow, what a what a legend. He was around for a very long time. And so, uh, yeah, shenanigans ensue, she meets this old lady, there's this whole thing with a ring. Yeah. Where the old lady gives her a ring. Yes. And the overarching plot is this old lady's, really, one of the plots is, uh, she gives this ring to a child because she believes her child died at six, so she, like, is projecting her her like lost daughter onto this child. She's yes. like, "Oh, I'll I'll be friends with this child. I love you, this child." Meanwhile, her actual daughter is like, "Yo, what the fuck? Yep. Why won't you love me?" 
Yeah. Now, this is a plot point that, um, I get, just like Cat People 1, they bring up a concept and then they don't deliver on it at all. Yeah. Because we don't get any explanation as to why she thinks this about her daughter. Aside from she's probably just got dementia. Yeah, dementia. I feel like when they went through the reshoots and the rewrites and stuff, they maybe cut more of that story. Yeah, they probably cut a bit more of the story, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this the there's this whole thing, and of course, then the the daughter gets jealous and is like, "I'm gonna kill this child mm. because uh, my mother won't, you know, give me love." And then in the end, she doesn't kill the child because the child hugs her, and she's like, "Oh, all I really wanted was, you know, a bit of love." I liked that, and then you've got. Oliver and Alice from the first one are like, we can't tell Amy the truth about Irina because we're not going to mention it, even though we've got her photos literally all over our house and they're very easy yeah. to find. They have a lot of photos of her. Like, do. why do they still have a lot of photos of this dead lady? I mean, they probably feel guilty about it, so that makes sense. But they would yeah. definitely be guilty. They probably got a little bit of PTSD from that time that they were cornered by a panther. And almost killed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what a what a fucking crazy moment where they literally had to deal with a demon panther woman. Too bad, you know, this movie ignores that. Doesn't matter, actually. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, and it does feel like they're playing different characters. Like, Oliver, he feels like a different character. Alice feels like a different character. Yeah, but they could, I, I, they could just be like... They're parents now, so they've yeah. had to, you know, change a bit. Just a l little bit older, that's all true. They they were just kind of generic parents. But, like, what were they in the first movie, Sandro? He was a fuckboy, and she was purely there as a love triangle character. So they weren't really yeah. that fleshed out in the first one, either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, like, it's hard to say, uh, other than he's not much of a fuckboy anymore. I yes. mean, he is kind of, like, a bad dad, but he's actually really a good dad. He just, like, doesn't understand. Like, in the end, he's like, oh, yeah, I can see Irina, too. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, the end of the movie is, like, her teacher is, like... If you give her attention and believe in her imagination, then she'll start to see you as a friend and she'll stop seeing the imaginary friend. So that's what happens. He's like, I can see your imaginary friend as well. And then Irina disappears into the mist, never to be seen again. Yeah. Maybe. Except in, uh, she has to go to therapy because, you know, of a traumatic childhood. Yes. Where she, where she watched an old lady die. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, in the scene where the daughter is trying to kill Alice, not Alice, Amy, uh, she's climbing up the stairs with Julia to try and hide, and then Julia just has a heart attack and dies randomly. Yeah, big rip. The acting for that heart attack was truly incredible. She's like, oh, no, yeah. I can't go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodbye, child. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay. <laughs> this, this is very silly. It was very silly. It was very funny. Uh, some positives that I have for the movie, just like the first one, I think it's shot really well. All the scenes with Amy out in the garden and like Arena kind of standing near the tree. So good. Shot so well. It was nice. Oh, I love that like Christmas present scene where uh, 
the ghost gives a Christmas present to the child and it's like, oh, it's a magical forest scene. And it's like, whoa. And like the forest then like lights up. That was very, uh, very cool shot. That was cool. Uh, where they had all this lighting and stuff. It was like, whoa, magical forest. That's cool. Uh, I liked when Amy goes to the scary house for the first time. It's all shot from the perspective of a kid as well. So like the house mm. is quite tall. Yeah, low shots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes it very imposing. And I really liked the scene where Amy goes to talk to a kid and she's like, hi, Jack. And then Jack's like, nah, and just walks <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, that kid, what a fucking player. He's like, nah, I'm fucking out. I don't think I've got anything else to say about this movie. Nope, I'm done as well. <laughs> I want to talk about a sequel because, uh, sorry, a remake because we could... I've already, like, we've already talked about remaking this film, yes. and we could do a way better job to add more cat people. Just like the first thing, the movie, we can add more lore about the cat people. Except this time, literally, we add anything, yes. and we'll have more lore about cat people than this movie. Add anything at all. I, uh, I don't know. If you like the first movie, I, I like, it's an hour, so you're not wasting time. Just give it a watch, I guess. But also, don't expect this to be anything like the first film. And just like what we should do, probably watch the 80s one, because it's got a song by David Bowie and is apparently better. So, I don't know, check that one I out. I mean, yes, because it probably involves any amount of cat people in it. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Well, won't someone tell me who let the dogs out? Hi, my name is Sally McSeller, and this is an ad. Why, over on Patreon.com forward slash Oldie Buddy Goodie Pod, Sandra and Zach are doing some absolute ridiculous stuff right now. They're doing they're doing Nicolas Cage movies again. They did it last year, they're doing it again, and the second episode is up right now. It's on a movie called Redfield. Nicolas Cage isn't even the main character, but anyway, he's a clip from the episode. But I thought it was being a bit silly with it, you know? There's, like, the one cop that's clearly corrupt, and the other cop, which is, like, they were all stereotype cops. Yeah, it was a fun comedy. I don't know, it's like, yes, they're all stereotype one-dimensional, but then they try to have earnest moments, and I'm like, you haven't earned this. Well, like, who, who was trying to earn it that did Aquafina and her sister. Everything there, I was like, I don't care. I don't care about your history. I don't care about your family. I just want some dumb action. Mm. Stop trying to make me care about this character. That is that is an interesting point. Because, yeah, I definitely think it was a, a weaker thing. But it was a motivation for the characters. I don't think you need a motivation. Like, she's a cop. Just have... That's the motivation you need. Yeah, well, yeah, but it, it added more stakes to the movie. Ha 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 ha. 
<laughs> wow, that sounds like there is comedy and there is also a bit of arguing about opinions. That's what I want to hear by heading over to patreon.com forward slash oldie but a goodie pod, getting ad-free episodes and bonus content like the Cagerama number two. Go, go check it out. Yeehaw! But yeah, let's come up with a remake then. Um, we don't... I don't think we need to recast this because it's the same cast as the first one. That's true. So we'd carry across Aubrey Plaza. We'd carry across S- Sebastian Stan. Everyone that we recast in that first film. Well, here's the, here's the thing, right? Here's what we'll do. We won't recast any of the old actors. We'll mm. just recast the like the new ones. Okay, in it, right? We can do that. So you've sure. got the kid. You've got the old lady. You've got uh, the butler. Mm-hmm. And you've got, like, the teacher. We can do that, yeah, yeah. That's, like, four, I think. And then also the um the daughter as well. He wants to kill the kid. Well, she she's from the first movie. Oh, but, but did we, we didn't not recast her? her in the first movie. We didn't recast her. Ah, so, yeah, we'll do her as well. There you go. So, for our remake of Cat People, and if you haven't yet, go check out that episode. It's a good episode. For all the... It is a good episode. I finished editing it last night uh, to date this podcast. But yeah, I mean, I've already dated it twice already, so, (laughs) you know, I think it's fair if you you date it. But in that remake, we were like, okay, it's a crossover with Dr. Caligari, it's a prequel to Dr. Caligari. Oh, yes, that's right. This is in the Dr. Caligari universe. Yeah. The, uh... DCCU. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you haven't heard that episode, this remake that we're probably going to make will make no sense. So go have a listen yes, to our Cat yeah. People episode. You you know, I would recommend just doing that in general before having to listen to this episode. Yeah, um, yeah. See, because this is a sequel. What are you doing? You're listening to an episode about a sequel to a movie without listening to the first one? What are you doing? Go listen to the other one. Maybe we do get a new director because for the direction of that remake, I went for like pure... 70s grindhouse gross horror that's like oh, icky yeah, and yeah. disgusting so maybe we do get a new director that's not someone yeah i think we will have to get a new director for this one because this is going to be much like this one mm. where it's a more wholesome film yeah although i think this is like we're gonna make it more horror right 100 magical element that's evil this is like uh Almost an animated film, like The Little Toaster, right? It's a kid's film, but it's, like, got this horror element yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a bit darker. It's like a monster house. Yeah, 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 monster house. That's perfect. Yeah, it, this is an animated, but monster house is a perfect example of, like, this is a kid's film, but it's a scary kid's it's film. It's a scary kid's film. So in the context of the first movie, to recap what we did in Cat People, Irina, uh, she turns into a cat and she, oh, fuck, she murders Oliver and Alice. Ooh. We already said that she murdered them. Yeah, well, we're not recasting them, so they could be dead in this film. True. Or um, maybe m- maybe Alice has a kid in the first movie. Yeah, 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 before she gets murdered or something. It's like we so so obviously we got to have this kid at like an orphanage, right? Mhm. And uh as as all orphanages are, it's run by this old lady who's mean um and the kids don't like the you know it's the same it follows the same story but instead of school kids they're like orphan kids yes they're orphan kids and there's like a scary old lady across the street and that can be the witch character yeah 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 and that that would make more sense as to why this old lady so interested in her as like a daughter replacement 
it makes sense because this kid is an orphan, so she needs a mum. Just like you, young orphan. Just like you. Orphan? Does that mean my mummy and daddy are fucking dead? Sorry for swearing, my normal child. Although, we could say Irene also died, and so this is like a... Well, in our remake, Irene went to the Dr. Caligari's Institute and then is in Dr. Caligari. Yeah, so we could have this as the actual daughter of Irene. Mm. Instead of the daughter of those two things, it's actually the daughter of Irene, obviously, son of the bad dad sort of thing. Yeah, I like that. They had a kid before he went with Alex. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 we'll do that. This is the orphan kid of Irene. She's seen the ghost of her mum who is currently in Dr. Caligari's mental institution. You could have it so that the mum's been, like, cap- like captured by uh, Dr. Caligari or something. And she's, like, projecting... Uh, a, for- a force ghost to try and communicate. She's doing a force ghost, uh, and then at the end we set up the Young Avengers or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this is what I'm thinking of. She's like the Spider-Man of our uh, DCCU, where she she like learns that she has these cat powers by this old lady, and we learn about the like the curse of these cat people and how they can turn into panthers, but. We can use that for good. Exactly. And then at the very end of the film, the old lady reveals like, hey, I know where your mum is. Mm. I know that she's been captured, this sort of thing. Now that you've mastered your cat powers, we need to go and save her, right? And so the old lady in this film acts more as like a Yoda almost character, right? Mm, That's why she dies before things get interesting. Exactly. She has this whole thing. It's like we learn... Uh, about these cat people then she's like starts teaching her things and but the old lady she's not really a cat person lady she's a witch she has these witch powers and she can do witch things and maybe we have some like goons in this film yes 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 from dr caligari right that want to capture this kid and bring her back and so there's like a chase scene where the uh, goons are like chasing after her and so at one point she turns into the cute little cat yeah and then pounces on them all Oh, and then it's like, then these goons are chasing her and people are like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, we're uh, cat capturers. We're, we're looking for this stray cat. And we got to capture her and take her to a, a, the pound, you know? Um, so we're going to need, we're going to need a, a young child actor for the role of Amy. Oh, we could go for someone in Megan. That was a pretty fun horror film. Oh, right. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Have you seen that one? I Yeah, I saw it. It was pretty good. It was good? It was a bit of fun. It was kind of like a B-movie from the 80s. Oh, yeah, the actor who plays the kid in Megan is 12. We could get her in. She's pretty good. She was really fun in Megan. Violet McGraw is her name. She was also in Black Widow. I think she might have been Natasha as a kid or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. She could do it. Yeah. She was one of the kids in Haunting of Hill House as well. So she's played right. a kid in a lot of horrors. Yeah, yeah, and this is a sort of like a horror slash superhero slash origin story. But yeah, 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 she could <gasps> be a, she could be a. Oh my god! And you know what? The guy who directed Haunting of Hill House would be fucking great because ah. he does like really solid ghost stuff. Yeah, that's okay. also really wholesome and has good character. Uh, yeah, we're getting Mike Flanagan in as the director because he would be perfect for a movie in the same style as the original, but with a bit more scares. 
Okay, all right. So Violet McGraw as Amy, uh, but we, we got to cast, we got to cast the creepy old lady. Who's the creepy old lady? Who's a Yoda type? She can be a bit scary at first, but then a bit nicer um, as we get to know her. I want Maggie Smith. That is my <laughs> pick. <laughs> yeah, okay. A bit, a bit on the nose with the whole witch factor, right? Oh, we're having Professor McGonagall as a witch in our movie, lol. But, like, she could play a, a, a great, like, I'll teach you the ways yes. of the, the panther magic. She doesn't have a daughter, right? She does have a daughter, but she's, like, disowned her because the, the other lady, the other lady, even though they live together, like, they get along, but she's, like... You use your pet magic for evil. Yeah. And I don't stand for that. Hell yeah. That sounds good. Well, then, for that younger lady, someone who's a bit scary could be scary. She was great in the new Evil Dead movie as the scary mother. Ooh. Elisa Sutherland, I think, would be pretty good. She's got a bit of a, a scary sort of vibe. Again, in that new Evil Dead movie, she was fucking amazing. Uh, which we did review over on Patreon. Go check that episode out. Plug, plug, if you haven't yet. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. I think she'd be great in this role because, you know, she's the Darth Vader almost of our yeah. uh, story here because you got the Yoda and then the Darth Vader, yeah. And so she will be, like, the main villain in, like, the, the next sort of thing. She's going to be one of the villains is she's the evil witch, and so, yeah. But she's, like, she still cares for her mother. She just wants the mother to love her, same sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But the mother won't love her. She instead loves this little child. And then, of course, she wants to murder the child, and then the old lady dies, and she's like, it's your fault. Yeah. You did all this. And instead of having, a, like, a, a a heartfelt, like, oh, they hug in the end, and she doesn't want to murder. No, she tries to kill this child. Fuck, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And then she has a, like, thing where she, like, looks like she dies, and she should have, like, she falls off a cliff or something, and it's like, oh, she died. Mm. But in the sequels, obviously, she lives. Um, now, th- this is going to be a Mike Flanagan movie, so I think for the role of Edward, we should go for someone that is always in Mike Flanagan stuff, a bit of a funny character, gets along with kids well. I'm thinking Raoul Coley. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Except I don't think he's played the butler. Okay. He could be the teacher. Yeah, absolutely. He could be the teacher. We could even cut the whole butler role and just sort of combine it as, like, there's the teacher mm-hmm. or like, caretaker, like, student counsellor yes. sort of thing. And just like in the first movie, we need to find a role for Danny DeVito to be Dr. Caligari in secret. Mm. So who is a character that Dr. Caligari can be pretending to be to 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 spy on Irina's kid? Oh, that's true. Uh, ooh. He could be, like, one of the neighbours or a caroller. Oh, one of the carolers. Now that's a good idea. Yeah. Absolutely. He pops in and like the focus is on him when they have that like Christmas talking scene where they're talking and he's like, hey, kid, how's it going? You know, that sort of thing, you know. Here, I got you a little something, something for Christmas. He could also play the role of, like, I I know that you remember in Curse of the Cat People. She's like, hey, Jack. And Jack's like, nah, he could be Jack. It <laughs> was Jack. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was actually th- going to say he could be one of the orphans, just this adult <laughs> yeah. man as an orphan. Absolutely. He could also play Jack. All right. As just one of the orphans. 
Well, there we go. That's the sequel. That is our remake of Ooh. Curse of the Cat, people. And the whole review. What a short episode, but I, I mean... <laughs> I mean, it's a short movie, and unfortunately, it's not as interesting as I was hoping. You know what, Sandro? You were right. I made a mistake picking this movie. I apologize. <laughs> it's fine. I, I promise I will never pick another terrible movie... That's also a sequel of a movie we've done that's deliberately picked to just be terrible ever again. What are you... Are you foreshadowing? I had my fingers crossed. Is this you saying that you're going to pick a Tarzan movie at some point? Is this what you're saying? <laughs> Look, we have to pick a Tarzan movie at some point. We've seen Tarzan every week. It's going to happen. It's true. Well, um, maybe to make up for this short episode, I'll, I'll I'll try and pick a long one for next week. But before I do that, if you like the show, bloody thank you. First of all, that's pretty cool. Thanks for liking the show, I guess. Yeah. Uh, if you want more of the show, well, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on bloody Gmail and YouTube. Oldie but a goodie pod. Send through your emails to oldie but a goodie pod at gmail.com. Bloody say hi in the YouTube comments or harass us. Either way, I'll read it and it's engagement so it helps us uh if you want to review us on apple podcasts or spotify that's also amazing thanks to everyone who does that because it helps get the show out in front of brand new ears or brand new cat people i kind of want our show to be for cat people honestly Mm -hmm. if you're a cat person Mm -hmm. this show's for you yeah we're pro people who can turn into panthers when they're either horny or angry if you want more content from us, well, you've picked a hell of a time to want it because uh, I hated that. Because <laughs> over at Patreon.com, you've picked a hell of a time because you can hop on down to our Patreon right now. Yes. We got some absolute fantastical bangers for you to listen to. Fan diddly tastic, just like our right now. It's the Cagerama. <gasps> oh, Cagerama. Uh, six episodes of Nicolas Cage. The second one is out right now. It's a review of Renfield. Oh, Renfield's was so good. No spoilers, but listen to... Go watch Renfield and then listen to the episode on Renfield. Yeah, it's on streaming everywhere now. You'll agree so with me. You'll probably agree with Zach and not me. Uh, my opinions, though, were pretty based. I'll say that much. Yeah, no, your opinions were very based. Your opinions were... Yeah, you had some very good points. I was just wrong. That's the thing. I was just wrong. They were based, but they were wrong. <laughs> That's what based is. They were based. Absolutely. Um, so all that is up on Patreon. The next one we're doing is Drive Angry, which I've got no idea what the fuck that's about, but he's got a weird haircut. So let's go. <laughs> I can't wait for a Fast and Furious parody. Um, but I, uh, let's skadoodle out of here. I'm going to pick next week's movie, 1945. Yeah. And you've got some uh, interesting movie choices i don't see anything particularly uh you got spellbound spellbound is that a romantic drama i think so but it also it's based in a mental hospital with like a doctor oh yeah no it's a it's an alfred hitchcock film yeah 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 it's got a bit of a like a whole like psychological thing where there's this guy pretending to be a doctor sort of thing Mm. in this thing yeah you know well that would never happen in real life and therefore i'm not picking it <laughs> wow is that how we're picking movies is that how you're picking yeah if it couldn't happen in real life oh we've got a musical comedy called anchors away with frank sinatra and gene kelly could be fun what about the dead of night do, 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 do. 
which is about a guy who goes to a pilgrim's farm, but then when he gets there, it he feels like he's been there before. He gets a bit of deja vu, and then when he meets all the people there, it feels like he's met them before in a dream. Oh, deja vu dreamland. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's like a bunch of short stories. It's it's like a yeah, it's like a it's like an anthology horror film. That could be fun. But Zach, what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is something a bit different. Because I see two movies here that are pretty good. Well, first of all, three movies. Three Sherlock Holmes films were released in nineteen forty five. Of course. In one year. Of course they were. And I wanna do one of them. Oh, okay. I really like the idea of doing Sherlock Holmes, but here's the thing, Zach. I saw something else that was released this year was an Agatha Christie movie. Oh. And then there were none, uh, which, yes, is based off a book that's a little bit racist, but it is one of her best-known movies mm-hmm. at the time. So I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking, and if you're down, maybe we do a little bit of a bonus battle. <gasps> a b- 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 bonus battle? Yes, a bonus battle between Sherlock Holmes mystery and an Agatha Christie mystery. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we should absolutely do it. Yeah, comparing some master detectives against each other. Oh, I like that idea. I like that a lot. The thing is, picking which Sherlock Holmes movie there is. There's three of them. Uh, there's The House of Fear. There's <gasps> The Woman in Green. No. And there's Pursuit to Algiers. What? <laughs> One of them is an original storyline. So The Pursuit to Algiers is not based off a Sherlock Holmes short story. So I'm crossing that one off. Crossing that one off. Yeah, cross that one off. That sounds dumb. House of Fear looks like it could be fun. Woman in Green looks pretty good, actually. Like, the post is really fucking cool. It seems like Woman in Green's kind of like a serial killer's on the loose. Oh. Moriarty's in it, which is always a plus. Oh, we do love a bit of the dumb Moriarty conflict. Uh, Moriarty is not in the House of Fear. And you know what? If we're going to go for a true Sherlock Holmes movie, I think we've got to have Moriarty in the film. That, that could be a deciding factor. Absolutely. I'll go with that. I reckon we do The Woman in Green as the one Sherlock Holmes film from this 12-movie-long series that was going in the 40s. Sounds brilliant. All right, let's do it. And then there were none versus The Woman in Green. Ah! <laughs> whoa, whoa. Did, did you hear that? <laughs> Oh my goodness, I think I heard someone someone in the background there. That was crazy. Wild. Wild times, quite frankly. Wild times. Alright, that's the episode. Zach, get out of that old lady's body. Let's just... Uh, Alrighty then. You know, the movie, it started off quite nonchalant. We reviewed a movie that was incredibly nonchalant, and I reckon we end with absolutely no jokes. Okay. The, the next five minutes of the podcast, listeners, is going to have no jokes. Alright, no jokes. <laughs> Oh, I don't feel so good. What happened? Oh, no, I'm sorry that you don't feel so good. Would you like an aspirin? Here's an aspirin. Why Why are you giving me an aspirin? Well, because you don't feel so good, and therefore I give you an aspirin, and maybe it helps you feel good. In fact, here's some paracetamol as well. I don't know what any of this means. They're drugs, goddammit! Yeah, I understand what a drug... I can see that they're pills. Yes. And, like, I understand that. I just don't... Uh, why would I accept strange medicine from a person I just met who tried to kick me out of a coffee shop? I don't... Um, I didn't actually try to kick you out of the coffee shop. I tried to kick you out of your own body so that my friend could go inside it. Ah. Uh... 
Oh, that sounds weird, That's, actually. I don't like that yeah, at all. Yeah, that sounds weird. I don't like... Well, again, I don't see why I would accept these strange pills from someone I just met. Like, I saw your movie, The Curse of the Cat People, and not many people did, so I'm sure oh, that... Ah, well, if it's from a fan... Oh. Yay, have Barry's aspirin... Oh, wait, I'm from the future, and that paracetamol has about 10 more milligrams of, of drug in it than, than they used to... In the 40s. What What would that mean? What is the consequences of that? You'd feel more high. Because <laughs> fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> oh my god, she's running around. I'm high on drugs. See you later, bitches. <laughs> oh my god. Well, there she goes. Whoa. Oh, dear me, orphan. What a wild time this has been. Would you like a loaf of bread or an apple? Oh, why, yes, I would like a loaf of bread or an apple. Thank you very much, Orphan. That's so wonderful of you. Well, I'm going to eat this loaf of bread. I just had a sandwich, but, oh, it's tiring being a podcaster. Um... Well, fuck this plate in particular. Oh, no. Oh, she smashed the plate. Here's another one. Fuck you. (laughs) Oh, no, it hit me in the head. Ouchie wouchies. Ouchie wouchies.